0: There's a term or an experience that is floating around out there quite a bit, that at its core is often a form of hypervigilance. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys Podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in. And let's take this journey together. This form of hypervigilance is a way that we have learned to try to cope. Really, even more so to protect ourselves, to try to feel safe, to survive ultimately. And this has been around, I think, for many, many years. But over the last, I would say, handful of years or so, maybe a little bit longer, there's a lot of discussion in various forms, around the idea of being an empath. And I have talked about this, I think, bri- briefly before. I wanted to talk about it in a little bit of a different context today. So the idea of being an empath is that you pick up on other people's energy, that you feel things that they're feeling. And that is that can be a form of empathy, but there's a difference between feeling empathy and being an empath specifically. But in all reality, that experience is often a result of how you survive chaos, trauma as a child. Because you have to learn how to, or you're trying to learn, you believe that you can actually learn so that you can protect yourself. You become very aware of. People's behaviors, their body language, their nonverbal language, how they look. You pick up on tones, their actions. There's a lot of things within your environment, particularly with people, that you really pay attention to because it's a way to try to survive. If you can sense when somebody is going to do something hurtful, then the idea is that we're prepared for it and we can protect ourselves. Kind of like how we worry about things. We, we experience it as a form of trying to control the outcome, which obviously doesn't work. But as children in particular, we're kind of constantly scanning because we don't feel safe. And when we do not feel safe in our body, in our being, We're constantly searching for danger. We're constantly searching for safety. But as I've talked about in other videos, once you have been abused as a child, you don't ever truly feel safe again until you're able to go through a healing process. Now, you may tell yourself that you're safe. You may not notice any particular fear about something really, really bad happening or dying or something like that. But there's a whole lot more that goes into safety than those very specific fears or even obsessions. But because your system is trying to feel a level of safety, you're constantly looking out, preparing yourself, believing that if you can sense when something is going to happen, when things are not quite right, that somehow you'll be able to save yourself from the hurt or the pain. Now, I think most of you probably recognize that, unfortunately, that is not the reality. But we develop that way of experiencing the world from that place, and it becomes kind of this automatic way of continuing to experience the world. So we're kind of constantly scanning, scanning our surroundings, Scanning the people around us, preparing. Sometimes it's conscious, oftentimes it's not. But if you were to stop and ask yourself, How am I feeling right now? you'd notice that something probably isn't feeling great internally. But you might not identify it as not feeling safe or feeling even not recognizing necessarily that you feel uneasy in some way. So as we continue to develop that, and we are in the world and we're around people, we're continuing to do that because what we learn to do as children to cope, to survive, to navigate the world, really, we're going to continue to do that throughout our lives unless and until we do the work specifically to understand it and change it. So a lot of what people refer to as being an empath is sensing things. Now, sometimes what you're sensing might be accurate, but I also know that oftentimes what you're sensing is something that's creating that fear or or uncertainty within you. And sometimes what that fear or uncertainty within you is, is that it's bringing up your own feelings around some of that. And throughout my work, I have spoken, and even in my personal life, I've spoken with a lot of people who talk about taking on other people's pain. And the more we explore it, what it really comes down to is sometimes they're even projecting onto that person what they might be feeling. But even if that person expresses what they're feeling, it connects to our own feelings that we've likely tried to push aside or deny. And so, what we're feeling is actually our own feelings much of the time, not absorbing other people's feelings. Now, I want to be clear there can be kind of an aspect of that, but I really think for the majority of trauma survivors who have yet to get to the ultimate place that they want to be with their healing, that that is likely what is typically happening. The other important piece of this is that. As we're kind of scanning, so to speak, because of what we believe about who we are as a result of the trauma or chaos, we can project onto other people things that they might be thinking or feeling that they're really not. Because if we believe that we're unworthy, that we're a bother, if we believe that the world is unsafe, And we can look at somebody else doing any number of things, maybe looking at us in what seems to be a particular way. We can project onto that person the fear that we have about what they might be thinking or feeling or doing. And because we haven't had the ability to really connect and heal what is within us, we're not able to recognize that what is happening is your own stuff. That when somebody like shows up in a particular way, whatever that might be, and you look at that and think, oh, I know that this person is thinking this, or I know that this person is feeling that. Now, you might be right, but oftentimes, you are really kind of Making an assumption, your mind reading, it's a form of cognitive thinking. You're mind reading what is going on with that person. And sometimes what you're thinking is something that they're thinking about you specifically, but it doesn't always have to be that. Because when you believe that you're unworthy, when you believe the world is unsafe or that you're not enough or that people will hurt you or something like that, again, might be conscious, maybe not. Then we can easily, so easily, interpret different things around us that reinforce that. But we are often unaware of that. And because we're unaware of that, it feels very real and true. So it's really, it can really be problematic because part of healing is about being able to connect with others connecting within ourselves, but so often when we can project onto other people or make assumptions and mind read what other people are thinking or feeling, it tends to keep us at a little bit more of a distance, so it really becomes quite difficult. Empathy is a good thing, and I do think that that is actually something that as survivors we develop often, a very strong sense of empathy. Because we know how so many hurtful things feel. We know how it feels to feel so alone. We know how it feels to feel so much shame, to feel like there's something inherently wrong with us. We know what pain feels like. We know what loss and grief feels like, fear, uncertainty, not feeling safe, not trusting ourselves. We know deeply what all of these things feel feel like, even if we can't necessarily name it. And because of that, we can very, generally speaking, easily empathize with other people, even if it's a different experience. It doesn't have to be the exact same experience. And that is a good quality to have, where it becomes kind of problematic in a sense is that if we project that onto the other person and say, well, I'm just feeling all the stuff that this person is feeling, I'm taking all of that in, then you are not connecting with what is present for you. So what do you do about that? Because we don't want to lose empathy. We definitely don't want to lose empathy. We could use a lot more of that, I think, in our world if you're able to get in touch with how am I feeling is what I'm thinking this other person is feeling. Does that feel at all familiar to me? Like I, people will say sometimes like I can feel their anger. Well, is there anything maybe internally that you're maybe not allowing yourself to feel angry about or to feel that there's an injustice in some way, because a lot of times that's where a lot of anger can reside, especially if you're not connected with any anger that you might have if you've minimized your own experience, maybe even in denial about your own experience, still have a lot of grieving to do, but haven't allowed yourself yet to do it, that can often show up in that way. So really asking yourself, is there something about that feeling or that experience it might be relatable in some way because that is a really good kind of window into what might I benefit in connecting with. Is there something that I need to give a little bit more attention to? And the other part that I really think is important here is that idea of mind reading. Because while we can be very hypervigilant and be very aware of things that are going on around us, the reality is that when we think that we know what other people are feeling or thinking, much of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, definitely not all the time, but much of the time. We are in fact just mind reading and we mind read based on what we believe about who we are and the world around us. So being able to check in with yourself and is there evidence to that, whatever you think that person is thinking, real evidence, not the yeah, but, but real evidence. How does that person treat you? How does that person talk to you? because that's where it often tends to show up is in relationship with other people. And it might be a casual relationship or it might be a really close relationship. And we feel like we we internalize all of those experiences as this is keeping me safe, keeping me potentially physically safe, but certainly keeping me emotionally safe. Unfortunately, though, that isn't actually the reality. It keeps us distanced. It keeps us disconnected from ourselves and from others. And when we're disconnected within ourselves, we can't connect to the things that we need to heal. So empathy is a great thing. And I do think it's something that is honed by experiencing a lot of difficulty in our lives. But just be conscious of how much projecting might be going on, how much disconnect might be happening within yourself. And I want to be clear that none of this is about being weak. None of this is bad. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just the reality. And to some extent, most people, by far, do this. Now, the hypervigilance might come, for most people watching this, come from a more specific place. But the idea of projecting, of disconnecting, that's something that I think most humans do, really. Uh, The more healing you do, the more connected you are within yourself, and therefore healing the less that tends to happen, but it definitely can. And it does for most people. So just make sure you take that in, that there's nothing wrong with you. So ultimately what I want you, or what I'm hoping that you will take from this, isn't that there's anything wrong at all. Just to be a little bit more aware and maybe gentle with yourself, maybe creating a little bit of space and opportunity to go deeper within so that you can heal any of those parts of you that has maybe struggled with connecting to some of your own feelings and experiences because you deserve to heal fully and deeply. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me together we heal. Make sure to subscribe, and if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.